welcome to Backing Paper for another week of joy and goodness and it's special Monday morning goodness this week so you know you've got Rachel and I at our absolute freshest. Speaking of which, Rachel, how the devil are you? <laughs> I'm stressed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you, you were trying valiantly to, to cover that up but I've just been shouting and swearing and everything before we press record so... Apologies for that. I'm not being my loveliest, bubbliest self um, this morning. Yeah, Monday morning has has, uh, not been the smoothest of starts, shall we say. (laughs) But never mind, we're here now and um, time for backing paper. Time for backing paper, yes. We're recording this a little bit late just because um, it's half-term week here in the UK, so I've got my boy, so I couldn't uh, do it last night because we were watching Toy Story 4, which was... uh, It's more more Toy Story, it turns out. It's fine. Um... But uh, let's move on from that, because to be honest, there wasn't a great deal of analogue photography uh, stuff in there. I was disappointed. There was some scenes in an antique shop, and I was really hoping they might have an old camera in there. But no, even on TV, I'm always looking for an antique camera. (laughs) Never mind. Um, Rach, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been been good. It's been um, pretty busy, um, as always. But I was going to be running some dark room workshops on Sunday. Um, the This was the second lot that we were due to do um, for the dot art dark room that I was sort of like helping get set up. Um, but unfortunately, there's just not been the uptake. So we've had to postpone again. Um, so, I mean, it would be brilliant if, you know, if anybody who's listening, if we know anybody who would be interested in um, coming along and doing a, a wee dark room workshop, it's uh, it's one of those cases where it's like, well, you know, got to use it or we lose it sort of thing you know if uh, if there's not interest out there then it, it you know obviously it's not going to survive so it would be lovely to get people booked in maybe um come along do uh, do a little beginners workshop if you know somebody who hasn't yet done any darkroom printing and might like to give it a go um and uh, or or if you know somebody who you want to introduce to analog photography for the first time and they can get to Liverpool, then um, this would be the perfect time to encourage that to happen, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, there's also the membership option as well. So um, as soon as um, um, you you can, maybe just get in touch with Dot Art, ask them about the membership of the dark room. And uh, then, you know, for people who don't or necessarily have the space in their house to set up a dark room, um, sometimes it's a nice alternative to be able to go to a space, um, pay pay like a monthly membership and go to a space and use the uh, enlargers there. Yeah, I cannot recommend highly enough. I think uh, this kind of thing, um, going away and doing a, a beginner's course or just trying, what a great gift for yourself or for someone you love that is. I know that um, Sinead in the past has talked about on more than one occasion going, uh, can I get you a dark room course somewhere? And you know, we've always struggled a bit because there was nothing close to here and um, mm. I mean, there's more stuff popping up now, which is great. But yeah. um, I unsurprisingly obviously everybody knows or anybody who listens um that i spent six hours i think it was about six (laughs) hours in the dark maybe it wasn't quite that long it was pretty much about that long um with john uh, last monday and i had such a good time and um and i spent about the same amount of time again on saturday just on my own uh because darkroom mucking around is just really good fun and Mm. It might be something that you've never thought of. You might be quite happy with everything and like, well, what's the point in doing this? It's just more faff to get to the same point. Um, but it's kind of not because the darkroom stuff is a whole other art form and experience and 
avenue of learning in its own right. There's so much you can do with it. Um, after my efforts on Saturday, where I kind of got to a point where I was making some um, just basic prints that, oh, yep, that's a print, um, but not things that I looked at and went, oh, well, these are really just fantastic. I got a book down from the shelf because I have many books on the shelf and started reading up. I was like, okay, there's there's a lot more steps along this road to take. and um, But it's just so much fun. And I, mm. I, I think... Everybody should give it a go, and yeah. it's a lot really, easier to start yeah. than you think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, often, uh, I think the the biggest um, barrier to that is having the space in our house to do it. You know, um, so uh, so something like this is brilliant because it gives the opportunity for you to go to somewhere else. You don't have to, you know, get into arguments with other half over who's who's using the bathroom or you're not allowed to go in because you've got the processing out that kind of thing. Um, and it's just something that I think um, I would love for every um, analog photographer or every photographer just in general to have the opportunity to to try that out at some point during their photographic career. It would be, be awesome. Um, but, yeah, you know, these things just sometimes take some time to get off the ground and um, for word to get out there and things. So um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, um, but these these things happen. So um as little vintage photography obviously i i run my own workshops and things like that um this is um dot art which are the artist agency in liverpool who um had decided to go ahead with um setting up a dark room and, and sort of roped me in in a nice way shall we say to uh, to help and get that done um so now we've um started to get um the uh, well get the enlargers up and running and things um it'd be it'd be lovely to uh to see more people um, enjoying that space and utilising that space and, and making some cool work. And I have to say, I absolutely loved listening to you and John last <laughs> week. It was hilarious. Honestly, I don't think I've laughed that much at um, listening to a podcast for, for so long. It was just brilliant. I could I could almost hear the like face palming the whole time <laughs> from John. It was just like everything that you said. It was just so funny. And uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I seem to have smeared that perfect <laughs> um what, what what were the other ones oh there was just too many to mention i loved it it was just brilliant and hilarious it was, it was exactly what life in a dark room should be like <laughs> oh, we did have um, it was so much fun and i just spent a lot of time laughing um i think it just shows that even if you are um not the most organized or uh, effective person you can still have a lot of fun in the dark room and i was Oh, I was knocking my negatives out of place. I was, I wasn't the best subject. And as I th mentioned on that podcast, um, there is an awful lot more audio from that day, which uh, will be getting shared at some point in the future. And it didn't get a lot more sensible as the day wore <laughs> um, uh, I, I am not at all surprised. It was, it was just brilliant. Um, listen, listen, sorry, listening to you um, both having a whale of a time there, and um, and just you know kind of capturing the two very different approaches to darkroom printing i think that's the best way of putting it <laughs> yes um, absolutely. but you see we see the thing is now you've been um uh, john's been down to your your dark shed obviously i've been down to to you um we've both been to john's dark shed in the midlands i think it may be what do you know what time it is maybe it's time for you to come up to liverpool and see the dark room space up here Perhaps we could do something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think it's time for a dot art party. I think that's what we need. <laughs> I think so. Fantastic. It would be good. Yeah. 
Um, we've only got a couple of emails this week, so it's going to be a short show, he says famously. It's going to be a short show. <laughs> um, so let's crack on with these. The yeah. first one is from John Michael Mendes, a longtime friend of the show. Wow. Uh, and John Michael writes in, Hello, Sunbeams. As always, thanks for the great podcast. As autumn swiftly approaches, your sunny voices always shine some light into the dark days. The discussion about the day into night assignment has been very interesting. I have a question I'm hoping you can help with. As sometimes happens, a friend of mine find out, found out that I was into analog photography and brought me a huge box of old analog stuff that had been sitting in his attic for a few years. There were some real treasures in it, like an almost mint Canon A1 with a bunch of FD lenses, but there were a few sad or broken items as well. A couple of non-functional camera bodies and a few Pentax K-mount bayonet lenses. At least I think that's what they are. Uh, where I'm not sure if the aperture is working or not. And some things that seem to be working, but I don't know who would want. Like an old Speedlight and the Lupatel TLR. <laughs> there. <laughs> I would hate to throw the stuff away or even worse, make lamps out of it. But I really don't have a use for it myself and I'm wondering what to do with it. I'm sure I'm not the only person in this situation. Do you guys know of people or organisations that would have use for this sort of thing? Any advice would be appreciated. All the best from John Michael. Um, Rach, any thoughts on this one? Because I know it's a thing we've talked about in the past, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's so difficult, isn't it? Um, and I'm as guilty, if not more so, of this than, than most people, I think. Um, I can never bear to throw throw stuff away it just feels feels wrong to me anyway you don't want to be creating any more waste anyway if there's a possibility that it can be saved and used then absolutely i'd, I'd love to do that if if i can yeah um uh i i guess um one of the one of the things i would mention is perhaps there's um a case for speaking to the disabled photographers maybe um, I know that during the the year they basically take on kind of like collections like this and and then kind of sort their way through them and ones that um, might be of use to somebody um, they then have a stall at the photography show annually in the NEC in March um, and sell sell it on so it raises funds for the charity as well as potentially um, getting the um, the right camera to the right person <laughs> as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a very good idea. I think with those guys, you really want to be sending working stuff to them, though, because I mm -hmm. don't think. Um, the other one, which, to be honest, I think it's kind of a crime that we haven't had these guys on the show, which I is entirely down to me, and I need to fix it, is, and this name of their website really gives away what they do, it's camerarescue.org. <laughs> yeah. um, so Camera Rescue, they're based out in Finland, um, which for John Michael would be fantastic because it would be easy to post there as it is to the UK. Um, and they are rescuing and repairing and getting old cameras back out in the world. Um, <laughs> I know we've heard from you in the past. Um, so uh, that would definitely be my recommendation for stuff that you think might not be instantly usable to people um, if you go to camerarescue.org you'll find all of the information there um, and um, yeah a, a drop a line to them um, see if the stuff that you've got would be of use of interest to them because they're not you know they're looking for cameras they're looking for spare parts for things um, mm. it's a fantastic thing that they're doing out there so I think those are probably the best two places to look at uh, to begin with certainly um, 
I did have the idea at some point of maybe trying to encourage some of us to part with our working cameras, um, <laughs> some of our working cameras that we don't use, to sort of get them back into things. Maybe it's a thing we need to look at in the future. Mm. I did think, I think maybe we ought to have a camnesty where we all kind of go, <laughs> you know what? I don't need all of these. Maybe some of these can go away. So maybe we need to maybe we need to look into that. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe another one, uh, another idea. I don't know whether this is, you know, viable or not, but perhaps you could speak to somebody like Lyndon at Londinium Camera, uh, see if, uh, you know, if he's looking for spare parts for th- for cameras that he's fixing, you know, that kind of thing perhaps might be useful. Um, or there's the real camera company. I mean, I realise these are both UK-based ones. Um, I'm sure that there are others. Um, is John Michael based in the US? Uh, no, I think John was in uh, Germany. Germany, right? Okay, so uh, so around Europe is probably going to be the best uh, yeah. best place, then, isn't it? Um, so yeah, that maybe maybe looking into other kind of like camera repair repair places and just say you know for ones that aren't working or that you know uh, uh, you know sort of like a little bit sad and what have you, seeing if they might you know appreciate some of the spare parts. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you are in the states, and I'm sure nobody needs to be told this, but if you no. are in the states and you're looking to get rid of working cameras that you no longer want the fpp is a great place um you know they um use those they do they have their school donation program so especially if you're getting rid of things like good old manual slrs and stuff like that they will find a great home with the fpp so um there are places out there not many but there are homes and and i think we maybe need to do something on this because like i said Mm, i think mm, uh, as we talked about earlier in the year with um anil and steven you know uh, about the whole hoarding thing um quite a lot of us are sort of sat on quite a lot of cameras that maybe aren't getting used maybe we need to look at a way of freeing some of these up and letting them get back out into the world and be used by a new and younger generation of photographers who are gasping for cameras so um, a thing to look into I think definitely a thing to look definitely. into do you want to take this next one Rach from Tony Steers yeah so lovely Assign- um, sorry um, Tony's written in to say assignments you know what Sunbeams I don't normally go in for that sort of thing <laughs> always being more of a viewer than a participant. Life is busy and I don't often have the time to devote to photography. But since the Sunny 16 podcast began to make regular passage through my auditory <laughs> organs... Oh, unpleasant. <laughs> unpleasant imagery. <laughs> um, something long dormant seems to have been stirred. Uh, in fairness, it's not just you. Oh, thanks. Um, filmwasters.com must take an equal share of the blame. Damn you, analogue community, with your positivity and inclusivity. <laughs> Um, anyway, listening to you and your guests discuss the day and night assignment over recent episodes got me thinking. Those initial thoughts took root and quickly progressed from vague concept through advanced planning now on to provisional build. I say provisional because although it's highly unlikely there'll be a second generation build, uh, there are already some design alterations and modifications being adopted and adapted. At the time of writing, I've spent about four hours on the build and I reckon I need to put in about another three to four more hours to finish. Will my contraption work as I envisage? Will it produce an image worthy of sharing? Will I get anything shot and processed within a reasonable time before everyone else is all done and on to the next assignment? Maybe, maybe not, but whatever happens, I've enjoyed figuring out from the spark of an idea to a physical thing, and I shall make every effort to send you some email, uh, some results, whatever the timescale. Having now been a regular listener for around three or four months, I've taken to occasionally delving into previous episodes in search of information and entertainment. 
There's a lot of them. <laughs> so I tend to scan the description and pick out something that really catches my eye. Honestly, there's a lot to commend you for in keeping things interesting and entertaining. Last week, I recognised Justin Quinnell's um, name way back in the description of episode 47. So listened in. What an infectiously joyous personality. An hour with Justin should be available on prescription. So thanks for being the enabler for that little bit of joy and enjoy a cuppa on me. Keep up the good work. You're surprisingly good at it. <laughs> uh, cannot uh, All the best from Tony Steers. Um, I actually um, met Tony um, at the Film Wasters photo walk in London in I think it was back in June or July so mm -hmm. um so that's really nice to know that he he's obviously been listening I think since then by the sounds of things he said four or five months doesn't he so uh, um I'm really pleased to hear that you've enjoyed uh listening to us now and delving back into into previous episodes and things and how cool is that that he's been making a you know actually taking part and making a build and going to create something with it it doesn't really matter if it works or not these are all interesting questions um and i think we've just in general been you know really um wonderfully surprised about how people have taken to this and um and all the sorts of things that they're that they're doing it's great yeah absolutely i've been seeing more stuff this week from um dave walker he's continuing mm. with his build uh alex seems to have gone a bit quiet i'm not sure what's happening with alex's build get on it alex <laughs> come on um uh, but yeah, it's great, and I think um, I mean one quite rightly. Don't worry about the time; it doesn't matter if it's two months down the line when you finally finish this thing. We will always want to hear about it. But um, succeed or fail with it, I think you always get something out of these things when you do them, even if it's a complete failure. You will learn something from it. It mm. will engage your brain mm. in a way it hasn't before, and make you think about things. And you never know when that stuff might come in handy in the future. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, that's certainly been the way it's working for me. Um, uh, we're sort of going to try and get towards wrapping that up now, aren't we, Rach? He says, knowing yes. full well that none of the three of us have actually got anything <laughs> physically tangible yeah. as yet. Um, but yeah, we're... The, the, yeah. As, assignment zero was, was fine because we, we got that done, obviously, during a recording of an episode. And then assignment one, um, although it took a little while to kind of like get off the starting blocks, um, I felt confident that I was going to be able to create something with that because you know not for um it wasn't really for want of a subject because it was self-portrait so I knew I was going to be around <laughs> with myself <laughs> whenever I kind of needed um it was just about setting aside some time really to um capture those other interviews with people and discuss the topic on a little bit of a deeper level um so so that was all good whereas this one it's <laughs> there's there's more there's more planning and time and things I think that's that's needed with this. Um, so I've I've had like obviously as we've talked um, over the past few weeks, you know, some ideas for it and and what have you. And I've got a, a location in mind. So it really it came down to the fact of um, trying to work out when I would be in that location next, when I could afford to get to that location next, and um, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get over there on Wednesday. So, and then if it doesn't work out on Wednesday, then I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Plan B, C, D. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but uh, but that's my that's my hope. Um, so yeah, did, did we set a date? We hadn't really set a date exactly, but we were thinking the next 
wrap it up in the next couple of weeks yeah absolutely i i yeah. think so for ourselves as much as anything else yeah. obviously if you're running a bit late and it doesn't get in for the end then don't worry just send it in when it gets done but we're aiming for to sort of do a wrap up within the next couple of weeks because we need to draw a line underneath it and move on to the next yeah. thing um and i think without deadlines the three of us are just as bad as mm-hmm. anybody else at letting absolutely. things wash by so um, it'll be good to feel like that that sort of um self-contained if you like and then gearing up ready for the sort of christmas oh no i said christmas um <laughs> i think we're all right uh, now we're nearly not november know, it's okay side of things exactly we kind of wanted there to be a, a sort of fresh start in in november really and um and onto that so um yeah or around the sort of like beginning ish of november don't worry you've not you've got you've got a couple of weeks i'd say yeah. before we're gonna sort of like be finishing that up yeah, absolutely. And we did get an email this week pertaining to um, somebody's work for the uh, um, assignment. But I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for so okay. the um, when we do the wrap on that. So, um, yeah, that should be good. <laughs> I love the fact that, <laughs> that I am not responsible for the one that has turned out to be a little more complicated than everyone thought. That's very much on <laughs> Not my fault. Um, so just before we move on from yeah. that, just whilst I have the thought in my mind, if so if you've got build photos if you've got any results if you've got anything that you'd like to talk to us about you can record some audio about mm. your experiences of doing this and send that over to us um the place to send it to is sunny16podcast at gmail.com um and yeah send send over um your thoughts feelings exasperations um triumphs all of that and it'd be it would be great because then we can start to um pull that together as a sort of like wrap up um, within the next couple of weeks yeah and as Rachel mentioned especially I love hearing the little audio yeah. bits that we'll do so five five ten minutes like it doesn't matter whether success or fail with the outcome just talking about yeah. your experience why you've done what you've done and how it's gone I love hearing those so yeah Absolutely. just uh, just the recording if you can do it in mp3 I'll love you all the more <laughs> mp3 will have <laughs> great but I can make mp4s work um, and just send them to the sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com that would be brilliant. Yeah. Good, good. Just shower. record it on your phone. It, it, honestly, it doesn't need to be like a big thing. Um, just find a quiet space, record it on your phone, um, and then send it on in. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you very much, Tony, for that email. Uh, And that does it for the non-assignment emails this week. Uh, Thank you very much, everyone. Um, We we need more emails. We need more emails. Otherwise, these shows are going to get awful short, um, which today is quite convenient, but uh, it might not be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we've got a a few things we just need to make sure you guys are aware of because the clock is ticking on them. the first one and probably the most timely is Emulsive Secret Santa. Uh, as this goes out, which will probably be about half an hour after we finish talking because it's already late, uh, you have um, three days, three days to sign up. Is that right, Ray? 31st of October. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the deadline for signing up for this year's Emulsive Secret Santa. Um, so I've done it for the last couple of years. I'm not sure about you, yourself, Graham, two or three years. Uh, I did it last year and I mm-hmm. yesterday got, got myself organised and signed up for this year's because I like to leave things to the last Fantastic. minute. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so if you've already participated, then you'll have sort of been invited. But if not, um, you're going to want to basically go to emulsive.org um, and, and you'll find the uh, link there for uh, registration for Emulsive Secret Santa um, and the deadline, as Graham says, is October 31st. Um, so, yeah, very exciting. It's basically like a sort of Secret Santa that you will have participated in before, um, uh, I'm sure, with like work or family or however um, you do that. And the idea is that you buy some sort of analogue photography-related gift or make 
a analog uh, photography related gift and um, and send it to somebody else somewhere in the world. You can specify whether you'd like it to stay within your own country or if you would be happy to ship internationally as well. Um, so, for example, if you were player uh, one, um, you would be um, designated player two. Player two would create their thing or buy their thing and send it to player three and it would carry on like that. So um, it's not a direct swap. You are basically putting something out there in the uh, photography community bank, shall we say, of, of Christmas loveliness and um, and hoping that something else will come back to you as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a lovely thing to take part in. Yeah, it's good fun, um, and especially when everybody's diligent and makes an effort with it. Important things to remember, if you have signed up or if you're going to sign up, you need to make sure that you have put a profile picture in place and put at least something on your wish list. doesn't matter kind of what it is, but it's just to make sure that people... Because, Frank, if you can't make that much of an effort, you aren't trusted to make the effort of posting something. So... Um, <laughs> Um, and Iceland will go through and anybody who does not have a profile picture and something on their wish list will get removed. So do not miss out on it for yes. these tiny little things. Um, what I did with my wish list was I just kind of tried to indicate the things that I um, am engaged with. So I put some 35mm film, some 120 film, some sheet film, some papers. Like, like just basically anything, just literally yes. anything. <laughs> um, I, I'll be quite happy with literally anything. Yeah. Um so, yeah, uh, I think the big yeah sorry Graham I didn't mean to interrupt no no carry on Rach um, I think the really lovely thing about Immersive Secret Santa is the fact that people also send along like their own prints or handwritten letters or you know and, and obviously you know a few little sweeties never go amiss do they um, but it's it's about the act of giving it's about actually just kind of like creating something perhaps um, with that thought in mind, um, I think is is worth a lot more. Um, they do give a sort of general guide of value, um, usually asking for it to be around um, twenty dollars US dollars or, or um, pounds, I suppose um, UK pounds or what have you. Um, it just so that it's something of at least a little value, so that you know if somebody ends up sending like one roll of crappy expired film, um, it feels a bit bit of a mean thing to do um it, we're not saying that you have to spend a lot of money obviously everybody's personal circumstances are very different it is um it is the thought that counts as well um and um and you know putting in some thought if you've um if you if you can't spend a lot of money on doing this and to be honest i'm not in a position to do that but I, what i do love to do is trying to at least personalize it you know um and uh and make it something that's going to be fun and of of some use and things so uh yeah that's uh generally just shoot film be nice i think is the uh is the motto behind that exactly exactly um the other thing that you need to be aware of if you took some pictures for holger week uh then you Ooh. need to get those developed and submitted by november the 8th um so get on that um if you go to holgerweek.com you'll find all the information there about where you need to submit to um but yes <laughs> november the 8th is the deadline for that uh old school photo lab are working with um holger week so uh, i think they're doing some good discounts on getting developing so if you haven't got yours done yet maybe wing it off to the old school photo lab if you're in the states uh, i developed my roll of film from my holger oh, congratulations i'm well, so impressed well you say that <laughs> um, are you not impressed <laughs> they they didn't turn out super well oh. um do you know why oh i mean pick a number of reasons i'd say uh, the camera appears to 
I, I, you know, honestly, actually, it's quite hard to know which reason was specifically uh, <laughs> to blame. Um, the developing was not great because I used some oh. chemicals that I'd left um, out from the night before. <laughs> but, okay, yes, um, that could be something to do with it. Yeah, and just uh, double exposures where I didn't intend double exposures. Um, <laughs> and also, I, bizarrely, clearly at times, I'm just turning the camera into portrait mode, despite the fact it's a square, it's square? format camera. <laughs> oh, man, it's hard to break habits. Uh, but, you know, I, so I, I, I got a couple that I will share, but I'll probably, uh, I, I might send them to the whole week thing. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm far more looking forward to judging that than yes. that, looking at my own photos. Really well, we're doing about that. portrait, aren't we? we the category. Are. Because um, in terms of the submission rules, um, you can submit up to three images um, and um, they ask that it's one um, one image per sort of category, only one category per image sort of thing. Um, and the different categories are people, portraits, landscape, nature or city, urban. So, um, so yeah, hopefully um, everybody's got that obviously shot already um because that took place at the beginning of october um but get them processed and what they asked for is for them to be sized to three thousand pixels on the longest edge and a web resolution of 72 um dpi and send them as an email um with your name location a title for the image and file name uh, which category you'd like it to go in so whether it's the people portraits landscape nature or city urban uh, which particular holger you use to create that photo and a link to your website if you have one. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, fantastic stuff. You just need uh, to get that done, don't you? Just need to get them scanned and sent off. Just need to get them. Well, they're scanned. Thank goodness for okay. scanners oh, well pulling done. anything mm -hmm. out of me. Um, another thing I want to give a very quick shout out to just because it came up uh, in an email um, and I happened to see a, a, a Twitter post about this earlier, so the two job maybe my memory um tony mentioned about the fact that he'd gone back and listened to the episode with uh, justin quinnell in it which was a very entertaining episode justin was a fantastic <laughs> guest um justin quinnell has got some of his work being exhibited at the moment at the ofo festival which is taking part in poland and yeah. it's some of his awfulogram work which is where he <laughs> used um beer can pinhole cameras uh at very very close proximity to people's faces and then popped flashes so you've got these incredible horrific distorted um pictures of people's faces uh and these have been printed massively and hung from the wall um so uh i'm i i don't know whereabouts in um, poland this festival is but if you search for ofo festival um you'll find that this um, national pinhole festival and it's running from let me see if i can find out when the dates are from i had it and then and then i lost it <laughs> was it is it spelled o f f o double f o yeah, yeah. um okay. So it may have already finished, but um, hopefully you'll be able to find out some information if you're there. But yeah, I just saw Justin's pictures. If you look for Justin underscore Quinnell on Twitter, I think his most recent post is from there. And just those prints look amazing. amazing. <laughs> they sound awesome. Fun. They are awesome really and cool. horrifying. <laughs> awful, awfulograms. Awful yeah, they're great. <laughs> really oh. um and um just before we kind of like come to finish the show as well i would like to say a massive thanks to gary who is at s s e p h i 2 so s sefi on instagram um gary very kindly um came along on saturday to the dark room when i was um, um finishing getting set up and things for for sunday and um uh, he basically has um, given us on long-term loan a uh, Durst 605, which oh, is wonderful. Nice. 
Yes. Yeah, very exciting. And a um, we also have a Jobo, which um, has been donated to us. So, uh, so yeah, so we've got two LPL C7000s, uh, um, which are fab little, uh, you know, it's a colour head, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we're... We're using the dark room for shooting black and white. Uh, sorry, for printing black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and we've also got the six hundred five on loan. There's the Meopta um, uh, Opiumus <laughs> six as well, um, and uh, and a super vintage old uh, old Beta two, which is just hilarious and lovely. And <laughs> uh, originally belonged to um, Derek Massey, who used to be the director of the Open Eye Gallery when it first opened in the back in the 70s. So he always wanted his um, enlargers to be um, donated to a community sort of style dark room and be used. So uh, there we go. That's really nice that we've got a chance to do that. So a massive thanks to Gary who came along and um, was just the best at like helping get all the kit down, downstairs into the basement where, where we've got the dark room set up. Um, and we spent, you know, a few lovely hours as you did with John the other the other week um, as well, Graham, just down there getting things set up. And and uh, dark room time is like no other time; it just completely disappears, doesn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, we we were down there for a few hours, just sort of getting getting those things set up um, and ready to go. So uh, so yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Well, I, said, I hope more people make use of those facilities soon because they sound yes, great. Yes, so. uh, And yeah, you can follow um, uh, Gary on Instagram and look at all pictures of his lovely dogs. They're gorgeous. This is how we originally bonded, you see, because <laughs> he, he has very similar <laughs> um, husky dogs uh, type uh, to, to myself and Marcy. So, uh, yeah, lovely. He's just really got back into analogue in the last year or so, so... Um, yeah, uh, and he happens to be sort of locally based in around Liverpool, which I didn't realise. So that's nice. And hopefully there'll be some more photo walks going on around our area soon. Uh, I'm looking at you, Stig, because he's always wonderful at getting these um, photo walks organised. So hopefully we'll uh, see him at a Mersey meetup as well soon. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Right then, Rach, I know you need to get on. So shall we crack into our coffee thanks for this Let's week? Let's do it. it. We always love to um, uh, be able to say thank you to our fantastic donors uh, who who send us, you know, the price of a coffee uh, or a, a kofi. <laughs> <laughs> a kofi and Anne. Uh, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, really, really appreciate that. I think... Um, uh, Tony was in here as well, wasn't he? Because in his email he said, um, "Here's a coffee as well." Oh, uh, and just to say, Tony, you can find his blog at put a frame around it around around it. Sorry, put a frame around it. Have a little look at that. Um, so yeah, on to our coffee donors uh, for this week. First, we have Blue Four Three Nine. Okay, so this is uh, the wonderful Jeff Greenstein. Um, very, you know, Jeff's kind of a big guy in the entertainment industry. Uh, a lot of people don't know that before he got into TV, um, his first foray into the world of entertainment was as a stunt coordinator. Uh, but that came to an abrupt end when he attempted to. Um, improvise and create uh, the inverse motorcycle pyramid uh, and that unfortunately ended up in the entire stunt team being hospitalized uh, unfortunately ended up in in, in intensive care <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> uh, thanks very much um andy d uh to save space this Halloween, Andy is going to give up on carving pumpkin faces and instead carve faces into cherry tomatoes um, <laughs> and light each one with an individual match. 
Uh, Andy isn't expecting to be visited by many trick-or-treaters this Halloween. Gordon. Gordon. Now, Gordon, uh, people should know, I think, Gordon, because um, Gordon is the gentleman behind hashtag believe in film because you know everything starts somewhere and gordon is the man responsible for the believe in film hashtag and um, runs it on instagram and on twitter um what people don't know about gordon is that gordon was actually found abandoned uh in a park as an infant and was raised by cats uh this has left him with an overwhelming sense of elegance um but also the slightly bad habit of licking his bits in public at great length Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Krista Brandt. Uh, Krista worked for several years as an artisan waffle maker, whittling each individual hole out of the waffle with his special waffle hole chisel and a shoe pastry hammer. (laughs) Pastry hammer. Uh, Dave the Walker. Dave spent 15 years of his life unsuccessfully searching for the island of Sodor, where Thomas the Tank Engine and friends lives. Um, during this time, he uh, found, well, he both found and lost the city of Atlantis and El Dorado, um, but discarding them both as, as this is his words, worthless when compared to a place where the public transport talks to you. So, there you go, each to his own. This is a fair point. Um, Dunstan. Conversely, Dunstan found the island of Sodor quite by accident uh, and spent a harrowing 48 hours there before managing to escape on a raft of his own construction. Since then, he has been inconsolable, raving non-stop about how ever since the cameras stopped rolling, the trains have gone feral, hunted down and killed all the humans on the island. Blimey, your elves were having a field day this week, weren't they? <laughs> and last but not least, we have Barry Carr. Uh, Barry Carr once got into a knife fight with somebody over the argument <laughs> regarding laws pertaining to snacks and tax laws. Um, fortunately, no one was hurt, as along with claiming that Jaffa cakes were indeed biscuits, uh, Barry <gasps> also claims that pretzels are knives. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for that enlightening list. Uh, you're more than welcome yes thank you so much to everybody for donating uh, it's fantastic as we get to this time of year where we're looking at trying to do stuff and travel around it's, it's great to know that actually there's some money there to help pay for travel costs and stuff isn't it Rach? oh it's such a help it really is thank you it honestly is really appreciated we uh, it, in spite of the slightly mischievous elves and the, the all just things facts, they say just, i know oh we'll, my yes goodness. of course of course um, the daft facts that they say. Um, in spite of that, we do super appreciate it. So thanks, everybody. Yeah, we really do. It, like I said, it just it, it's so nice to think, oh, could we do this? And then go, oh, yes, we could without it knocking one of us for six financially. So, um, yeah. yeah. And and we are still working and getting organised towards the new feed as well. <laughs> Although the yes. work has not been going quite as quickly as it should have been, but it's still happening. It's still happening. Slow but steady. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get we there. will. Um, so, uh, yes, until then, until next week, have a lovely week. Have a lovely week, everyone. <laughs>